0: Thank you for tuning in to listen to the First Love Podcast from First Presbyterian Church for July 19th, 2020, with Rev. Jonathan Warren. Rev. Warren's sermon title of today is Thin Places. You get to enjoy soloist Stephanie Salterman singing Pass It On. For more information about the First Presbyterian Church, please listen to the ending announcement. After this presentation, we thank you very much for listening. We pray that you are being safe and healthy. God bless. We wait with patience, for God's time is a mystery.
1: Come and worship. We will wait upon the Lord together. As we come here in worship, we come knowing that we are broken, that we don't always do the things God calls us to so we come here before God and before one another to confess our sins let's join together in the prayer of confession patient loving God when we are groaning and griping comfort us and forgive our shortcomings when we are doubting and afraid Comfort us and reveal your promises to us. Help us trust with hope and wait with patience, even as you patiently love us with your mercy and your grace. In your loving name we pray. Amen. And now let us silently confess our sins to God. Amen. We come here at the font before confession and after confessing sin. And we know Christ is merciful and loving and gracious and provides us true life. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Amen
2: to the fire.
1: As we prepare for our scripture reading, let us join together in saying the prayer for illumination. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life which you have given us in our savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Letter to the Romans chapter 8 verses 12 through 25. Let us listen to the word of God. So then brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death and deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us, Creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God, for the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation. But we ourselves, who have, who have the fruits, first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, redemption of our bodies, for in hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It
2: only takes a spark To get a fire going And soon
1: next scripture reading comes to us from the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 28, beginning with the 10th verse. Many of you remember this story. Let us listen to the word of God. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haram. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. and Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed, in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you, Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place, Bethel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is a new day, a day of change. On the one hand, it's great and exciting. The first time in 19 weeks for 18 Sundays, there's more than a half a dozen people in our church building. Isn't that exciting? Yes, it's so exciting. Yet it's also a bit anti-climatic, isn't it? That not everyone here uh, is together in the same place. We know there's folks online who are watching uh, in their pajamas still. But we miss them, right? You're sitting in different pews than you are probably used to, which might feel odd and strange. You have to wear a mask. You can't see each other's smiles. can't sing hymns, we can't shake hands with each other, which is so natural for us, isn't it? When you see someone you haven't seen for such a long time. There's no donut holes to eat after church. In fact, Safeco isn't even open until next Saturday or this Saturday to buy them, right? Uh, as a side note, uh, Knowing that Safeco's grand reopening is this week, it may be in order to create a donut delivery task force. I thought we could nominate Brad Smith, Merle Fox, and Lydia Warren to be in charge. I don't know if we'd have many donuts after that. I'm sure others would rise to the occasion. Is that right? We we could figure this out if we needed to, but I digress. This hybrid in-person and online worship is different. Today, in our scripture reading, we read about Jacob. If you remember, he just cleverly steals his brother Esau's blessing by tricking his blind father on his deathbed with his mother's help. In order to escape his brother's fury, Jacob flees to his mother's homeland. And as he's fleeing for his life, I imagine Jacob's anxious and restless. Yet in his travels, he finally stops to rest. As he sleeps, Jacob has a remarkable dream. A window in the physical world opens up to see the spiritual world. It's as though he can finally see what's really happening in this place. He sees angels. Ascending and descending on a ladder or stairway that reaches up to the heavens. This is the very place that bridges both realms. It's hidden in plain sight. Yet, in the midst of Jacob's angst and weariness, God opens his eyes to see the very place where heaven and earth collide. When Jacob wakes, he recognizes that the Lord is in this place. And before closing his eyes that night, he admits that he didn't even know that that God was with him, that this kind of thing could even happen. Yet it doesn't necessarily bring him comfort. In fact, it frightens him. He says in verse 17, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Now, most Presbyterians I know are very practical, uh, scientific-based, less touchy-feely, more heady. Not all, but many of them. Many of us know that these things uh, can happen, but we also have our feet placed firmly in reality. Certainly, we think uh, outside the box. We like to use our imagination, but... We also like just the facts, ma'am. Yeah, how do you explain to people who are factual and practical, realistic, who also have a faith in God who is otherworldly? As Presbyterians, we live in this dichotomy, right? Having faith is simply unprovable. We might be wrong. Still, there are those who have experienced the impossible, Those who have seen or felt God in their midst? There's a name for the kind of place that Jacob discovers. In the New York Times article, Where Heaven and Earth Come Closer, Eric Weiner explains that the ancient pagan Celts and later Christians used the term thin place to describe mesmerizing places like the windswept isles of Iona, now part of Scotland, or the rocky peaks of Croke-Patrick. Celtic saying goes, heaven and earth are only three feet apart, but in thin places, that distance is even shorter. A thin place is where the veil between heaven and earth is lifted, a place where mortals might catch a glimpse of God. Now, these last weeks and months have been complicated. Your pastor has left worship feeling a bit crabby at times, especially when we had those darned computer glitches. They got the best of me sometimes. For these last 18 weeks, if it weren't for the people behind the camera, the people working the computer and the sound, we wouldn't have had worship together as a church for all these Sundays. Those who lead worship, those singing and playing piano, those behind the camera, the computer, working the sound, Sometimes they're so busy making sure everyone else gets to experience worship, they probably miss the thin place in worship that I felt the other day. When we had a big practice for in-person worship on Tuesday this week, I don't know how to explain it, but during the hymn, when I couldn't sing a word, it felt exhilarating. There's only one person in the sanctuary who was singing. I knew others were singing at home. With only 20 or so gathered in the sanctuary, there was this rush of calm and sense of fullness where I felt God's presence. I even felt it a little bit this morning as Christine played the opening music. We gathered together in person. I don't know if anyone else could feel it, but it felt like maybe what he describes as a thin place. Even though it sounded the same as many of these last months, for a moment it felt transformative. It felt comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time. Now. In his article, Eric Weiner explains again, uh, traveling to thin places doesn't necessarily lead to a spiritual breakthrough, but it does disorient. It confuses. We lose our bearings and find new ones, or not. Either way, we're jolted out of the old ways of seeing the world. So what exactly makes a place thin? It's easier to say what a thin place is not. A thin place is not necessarily a tranquil place or a fun one or even a beautiful one, though it may be all those things too. Disney World is not a thin place. Cancun is not a thin place. Sorry, folks. Thin places relax us, yes, but they also transform us, or more accurately, unmask us. In thin places, we become our more essential selves. Now, I think this last bit is quite interesting for us today. I read it differently than I would have when it was written in 2012. Thin places unmask us. They transform us, becoming our more essential selves. These days, all of us are wearing masks, not to protect ourselves. We wear them during this pandemic to help keep others safe. In fact, that's the very reason today that most of our congregation is joining us online not here in this building now when we eventually get to the place beyond this pandemic where we know that the threat of this illness is beyond us all safe to unmask that place still might not be easy for some These days, like Jacob, we're traveling in the midst of angst and weariness. Today, some of us are gathered here in the sanctuary while others are online who join us in worship. It will still be a long time until we can gather together as one in this place, but God is still able to find a place to meet us in this journey. God meets us in thin places. These thin places don't always provide comfort and peace. They transform. They jolt us out of the old ways, seeing the world. They unmask us, becoming our more essential selves. Maybe you find worship a thin place. Or maybe you're dealing with a patchy internet connection and you find worship online frustrating. Maybe that's the very reason you're here, some of you. Maybe you find a thin place in your garden or with your grandchildren. Listening to music in your living room. God makes these thin places in our lives so that we can glimpse a new way of seeing this world, so that we can become more like the people that God's created us to be. And these days, when it feels like we've been stuck in the same place for months, I encourage you to keep your eyes open, open for those thin places, for the movement of God in your lives, places where God is waiting to meet you, even if it is uncomfortable. The thin places are all around us. We just have to open our eyes to see them name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit amen invite you to stand as we share the Apostles Creed together I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. A few notes uh, that I wanted to add for our prayer requests. Some of of you have access to those in uh, the bulletin, but for those who do not, uh, prayers for the Spencer family as Clayton's father passed away this week, Lee, uh, Becky Laycamp, who needs uh, special prayers, and also Connie Rogi has asked to be on the prayer list as well. She's home with her daughter, but has had some health problems. And now let us stand. I encourage you to find those thin places. They might be comfortable. They might be a little unnerving. No matter where we are, God is always with us. Bring us hope every hour and every day. Let us receive the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the bond of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore.
0: Amen. The address for our First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, zip code 62650. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org That's office at f-i-r-s-t p-r-e-s-j-a-x dot o-r-g You can reach us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjax Our webpage is www.facebook.com prezjax.org. our Sunday services start at 10 a.m. but we come on the air at 1045 with a slideshow we invite you to come and view us live on Facebook on Sundays leave a comment enjoy a great sermon by Jonathan Warren and whoever is the special music for that day God bless